Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is September 20th, it's 2019, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. For the second straight day, because you still have a beard, my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. The beard's still here. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, I went back in, in my mind, you know the last time I was clean shaven was? I'm kind of curious now, yeah. I believe it was 2016 when I first started at RG. That's a long time ago. I actually yeah. I met you before you started with RG. Yeah, no, you met me all the way back in like 2015. Good old Fantasy Aces days. It was a long time ago. Um, I got a big check from that time that we met too. So. Yeah, I was stuck at a wedding. You Guys, were. always, always prioritize fantasy sports over friendship. It's the right. best rule in life. <laughs> said none of our friends ever um but <laughs> uh yeah so we have 14 games to talk about here on today's slate um i know football's rolling and everybody's talking football and you know it, it, we're getting into that point of the season where you know there's probably a handful of people still playing baseball um i had a good baseball night and a really good baseball or football night on thursday uh, we are sponsored by FantasyDraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there, check them out. They have a $750,000 Hooters main event, $100,000 first place, rake-free $25 buy-in tournament for this weekend's game. If you don't want to play in the $25 range, they also have a $4 wishbone and a $1 spiral. So they have a bunch of stuff going on over there, Fantasy Draft for this weekend slate. And it doesn't mean that MLB is over yet. They have a $25,000 home run that you can only enter 30 times, so you're not playing against 150 teams. So rake-free DFS over there on Fantasy Draft. Make sure give them some love and check them out. And um, we're going to jump right into this slate. we got a lot to talk about. We get started here with Seattle at Baltimore. It's Felix Hernandez and Aaron Brooks, uh, you know, after the opener or whatever, it's going to be Brooks. But um, any interest here in Felix Hernandez? I think he did just put up a gem, but – I mean, he's 5K. This is not a slate that's just packed with cheap guys and the one that I'm really considering. Let's just put it this way. He's quite possibly the worst pitcher on the slate, so outside of Aaron Brooks. So I, I do have some interest in Felix. This is a just not great opponent with a decent strikeout rate. He's 5K. It's just how things go. Uh, he can still get ground balls, so he'll keep the ball from leaving the yard too much. So, yeah, I, I'm using Felix, not happy about it. Yeah, you know, in tournaments, I think you have to look at him here. Like, if you're paying up for a DeGrom, a Morton, or a Bieber, like, you're probably going to need a cheap SP2. So, I think Felix is in play. Um, it, you know, we, we don't expect Felix to go out there and get 18. But, you know, if he can go out there and get 12 to 15, I'm perfectly fine with that if my bats do their thing here. Um, Aaron Brooks on the other side, the bulk reliever here. Um, I'm not even going to call them openers and long relievers anymore. I'm going to call them bulk relievers. That That's my new term. Um, no interest in Aaron Brooks. He's terrible. Yep. I actually, I actually like the Seattle bats here. Like when we're looking at pricing on the slate, um, 
they're priced up. I don't think anybody's going to play them because they're priced up. And ballpark upgrade going into Baltimore, I think this is a great spot to tax Seattle as a low-owned stack here. They're my favorite stack on the entire board here. Uh, big ballpark upgrade going into Baltimore. No one's good in the Baltimore pitching staff. Just it, it, It'll be a whole bunch of bad bullpen arms here. I think that Seattle absolutely destroys Brooks here. Really like Nola. Really like Lewis, who just hits or just crushes everything. Uh, Navarez, Vogelbach, both both very much in play. Um, you can go with J.P. Crawford. Not a bad play. He's going to go against the lefty at the beginning, but it's only probably one at bat versus him. So all those guys in Seager makes a perfect stack. By far my favorite on the board. Could go terribly, but this is Baltimore, so really how bad can it go? I'm just hoping that, like, the lineup comes out and Vogelbach's in there, even though it's a lefty-lefty matchup. Like, bat Vogelbach, like, Vogelbach, like, sixth or seventh here and put him in the lineup because he's another guy that I like here at 4,200. So, not worried about the lefty-lefty to start the game. Um, love the Lewis call. I've been talking about him ever since he got called up and five home runs in nine games. Just absolutely keeps crushing. As far as the Baltimore side goes, Mancini's hot. He's expensive, but he's hot. Like, we've been talking about it now. He's hitting almost 400 over the last 10 days. He's absolutely crushing the ball right now. Like, multi-hits now in, um, what, five out of his last six games? No, six out of his last six out of his last seven games. So, Mancini's crushing the ball right now. Yeah, yeah. He's still priced up at 5.2K, but just how good he's hitting lately in Baltimore. It's, it's a good play. I'll, I'll still do it. Outside of him, I mean – Nunez and Dwight Smith uh, are the two salaries that kind of pop out. Felix still giving up a 250, 270-plus ISO versus lefty so far this season. He does get a lot of ground balls here, but um, both those uh, – Ruiz is a fly ball hitter, so I don't mind throwing him in there. You can stack if you want. It's still Felix. He's still old. He's still way past his prime. Um, but it's mostly Mancini, Nunez, and Dwight Smith Jr. for me. We got Toronto at New York facing the Yankees. Uh, Wagyu's pack, Wagyu's pack against uh, Jay Happ. Um, any interest here in Wagyu's pack? Nope. The only okay. So here, here's the thing. The only way that I'll have interest in him because he's really he's 6300. They they clinched um, on Thursday. If this Yankees lineup comes out really really weak, no Judge, no Sanchez, no Torres, no Lemayhew. No Stanton. Like, this come out, if this is like one of those clinch lineups, then I have interest. But with them and Houston kind of battling out, I think, for the best record in the American League, well, we're going to get a normal lineup here. I just wanted to throw it out there that if the lineup comes out really, really garbage, I will play some Wagyu's back. Yeah, that's fair. I'm still not going to do it. It all depends yes. on how garbage lineup is. Uh, Jay Happ on the other side here. Um, Probably not. You know, Bo Bichette did not um, – like, he, he possibly has a concussion, so we'll have to see what happens with that. But I, I just don't like Hap. There, there's a lot of righties that they can roll out here, and he's just been awful against righties all season. Yeah, man, yeah, pretty much on the same page. They've just been terrible versus righties. There's a lot of them in this lineup. There are some strikeouts, but I'm still not playing Hap at 9-2. That's way too high-priced. I love the Toronto righties here, Grant. Like, we're getting some good pricing here. Grichik's 4,300. Um, you know, Vlad's 3,800. Um, Hernandez is 3,700. Gary L's not even that expensive at 4,500. I like the Toronto righties here. 
Yep, right there with you. All of them are good plays. All of them are a little bit underpriced. So roll them out. And even if you want to throw Jansen in there down the bottom at 2-9, not a terrible play. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine if it's Jansen. Um, I don't think they'll put McGuire in their lefty-lefty matchup. So, um, yeah, like plenty of cheap bats here. Like even Smoke, 3,600. He's always been a guy that has hit um, pretty well from the right side of the plate, even though has not been the case this season. Um, Yankees, obviously, it depends on the lineup. Um, any interest here in the Yankees? I mean, the righties are in play. Um, Marcus Pack has been a bit reverse split. So any of the power righties that do end up getting their – um, getting the not day off uh, are very much in play outside of them. Just knowing, and they're all priced up enough where I'm fine with just entirely fading. Yeah, like Stanton, 4,500 power righties. Wagus back has struggled with power righties. Like, I don't hate that, but like, we're going to have to kind of see it from Stanton, in my opinion, before we like start loading up on him. But Stanton or Voight, I don't hate those guys here. Um, Mets and Reds, eight total. Jacob DeGrom, Luis Castillo. Um, good game here as far as pitching goes. Um, what are you doing here with Jacob DeGrom? I'm going to use a bit of him. I think he might be my favorite priced up pitcher. Uh, it's not a great ballpark, but it's actually above average ballpark for strikeouts. So he's probably the top raw, top raw points play on the entire slate, in my opinion. Um, no, I mean, it's between him and Bieber. I'm going to use a little bit of both, but I think I prefer DeGrom a little bit because I'm guessing he's going to be a little bit less owned. Yeah, I love DeGrom here. Um, I like Bieber too. I, I think those are your best chances for 100-plus pitches outside of maybe like a Morton. Um, but even Morton's pitches have been kind of limited recently. Like Bieber and DeGrom, like the Mets are still in it. Like if DeGrom's pitching well, we could see him go deep here. The Indians are still fighting. Like, if he's pitching well, Bieber could go well. Like, I love both of these two guys at the top, but I'm, I'm with you. I like DeGrom, I think, a little bit more than I like Bieber. The 600 bucks matters a lot, in my opinion. Like, it, it's going to come in handy. Um, that doesn't mean I don't like Luis Castillo on the other side of this game. I think there's some strikeout upside here. Um, he's going to get some ground balls. It really depends on what this lineup looks like. You know, because there are some strikeouts in the middle and towards the bottom of this lineup, but um, I don't hate Luis Castillo here. I, I don't think I'm going there. I'd rather go with DeGrom or uh, Bieber or go down to another guy. Um, there are some strikeout bats, but there are some not great strikeout bats. I mean, Ramos, Cano, McNeil, all of them strike out a really low clip, and so does Rosario. Uh, so if they're all in the lineup, I think it's a no-go for me. There's just other guys that are in better spots and are better priced or just way higher upside. So I'm probably full on fading Castillo. Um, let's talk bats here. Uh, what's standing out to you for the Mets? Not a whole lot. Alonzo's always in play, but Castillo gets enough ground balls where you really don't see too much upside with any of these guys. Yeah, if I was going to play anybody, it would be Conforto or Alonzo. Fly ball hitters. Like, those are the guys. Like, it's the games in Cincinnati. Um what Alonzo's at 49 home runs now like you know obviously he's gonna be trying extra hard to to get that 50th home run so um don't hate Pete Alonzo all right so Spectrum killed my internet in the middle of recording the podcast so didn't want to delete Grant's thoughts through the first couple games but uh, recording solo here it took them forever um to get it back up and it's now almost three o'clock in the morning so I'm going to finish solo here and um, 
hopefully everything goes well as far as the internet. Uh, going to the Cincinnati side of this game, really don't like anything here. You know, it's a matchup against Jacob DeGrom. I don't think that on a 14-game slate, we really need to attack a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, trying to pinpoint the home run here is just not going to be worth it. So, going to pass on the Cincinnati bats here. Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, nine and a half total. We got Dylan Sees against Jordan Zimmerman. Um, Dylan Sees actually is a little interesting here. He does have a 27% K rate against right-handed pitching this season, or hitting, sorry. Uh, so he's a, he's a little bit tempting here just because we don't have a ton of cheap pitchers. Like he's 8,300. The price is not ideal. But he's averaging 17 fantasy points against this team this season. If you're going more of a mid-tier build, I think you can look at C's. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of tough to get like a DeGrom C's build in there, but um, I don't hate that either. As far as Jordan Zimmerman on the other side of this game, there's a ton of strikeouts here in this lineup. This team's terrible. Obviously, there's some upside here for Zimmerman, but um, it's just he's so he's so bad to both sides of the plate that it's really hard to – kind of trust him in this spot he's 4800 he's really cheap you know it's kind of the same argument that we were making with Felix Hernandez if you want to take a shot on it I don't hate it I don't obviously love it I will have some you know hitters here on the White Sox against him if I end up playing a bunch of teams uh, I like Tim Anderson I like Abreu Moncada um, Jimenez you know, any of these guys that are cheap um, to add to those guys. Zimmerman's a guy that, you know, when he struggles, he struggles. He allows a lot of hard contact. He doesn't generate hardly any soft contact. Um, hate the fact that they priced up Moncada and, and Anderson, but, like, Jimenez is 4,300. Abreu's 4,500. Even, like, a McCann um, is 3,900. So, And then as far as the Detroit bats here go – Honestly, I don't hate maybe like a Christian Stewart play as a one-off, but it seems so bad that like that's one of the reasons that I have interest in Dylan C's here just because of how bad this Detroit team is. Washington at Miami, Anibal Sanchez against Robert Duggar. Nine total here. Sanchez is a big-time favorite. Again, it just goes kind of back to what I was talking about with Dylan C's. If you're wanting to go mid-tier build, um, you're probably going to take a shot or two on Anibal Sanchez here against Miami. Miami's bad. Um, it's a ballpark upgrade going into Miami. Anibal Sanchez isn't great. He doesn't you get these massive amounts of strikeouts, but there, there's nobody in this lineup with an ice over 150 against right-handed pitching this season. So Anibal Sanchez is fine if you're going that mid-tier build. I don't hate him here. And then, you know, Duggar on the other side of this game, I like Duggar's price at 7K. I think that in a normal matchup, in a better matchup, maybe I take a shot on him here. But he's pitched well at home this season um, in only two starts at home against Cincinnati and the Brewers. So I don't hate Duggar here, but um, I, I kind of lean more towards the bats on the Washington side of things. I think this is a good spot for Rendon, Soto, even like a Howie Kendrick, um, those guys profile well in this spot. So 
I lean more towards those guys than Duggar here. And um, it's probably how I'm going to end up attacking this game because obviously I'm not playing any Miami bats. They're, they're just so bad. So Rendon, Soto, Howie, you know, obviously you could throw Trey Turner and Eaton in there, make a full five-man stack. I obviously really don't hate that idea. Philadelphia at Cleveland. We got Drew Smiley against Shane Bieber. Nine total here. Bieber is a 220 favorite. Um, you know, no real interest in Smiley. 366 Woba, 244 ISO against right-handed hitters this season and 370 plate appearances. This team's going to go very right-handed heavy against him here. So, going to pass on Smiley. He has a little upside, but not much. Um, Bieber, I think Bieber will be the SP1 that a lot of people tend to go to here in this matchup. You know, Philly, they're a good team, but this is a spot where uh, we kind of were talking about with DeGrom. Like, we know Bieber – Likely going to go over 100 pitches here. He's gone over 100 pitches in nine of his last 10 games. Uh, the strikeout upside is solid. You know, five strikeouts in this game. He has 250 strikeouts in the season. So 13.9% swinging strike rate, 30.5% strikeout rate on the season, 3.25 xFIP. Bieber is very much in play here. Um, I like DeGrom more, but um, I think Bieber is just as good. As far as the Philly bats go, uh, even like as a hedge leverage stack, I don't love it just because I just don't see a ton of upside here on a 14 game slate. Even if he gives up a couple runs, I don't, th I don't see this stack really like paying it off. So unless, unless he just gets absolutely blown up, if that happens, you know, I'm perfectly fine moving on to the next day. As far as the other side of this game, Drew Smiley, um, you know, tacking him here. I like Luplo a lot. He's a guy that I always like against left-handed bats. So he's really, really expensive on DraftKings today. He's going to be a guy that I kind of shop across the industry and hope to get him cheaper. Um, love Fran Mill Reyes here, 3,800, one of the best value plays on the slate. Certainly a guy that I'm looking at. Um, Puig, Marcardo. Um, you know, Carlos Santana, any of these guys um, that, you know, any of these right-handed bats, you know, I, I just – Lindor and Luplo are tough to fit in, but they're obviously in really good spots here. But Fran Mill, like I said, I think Fran Mill is one of the better value plays on the entire slate at this price point. Boston at Tampa – didn't realize they're in Tampa again. Um, wish there was not a Saturday night race this week. I would totally go down and catch a Red Sox game. But anyway, Porcello against Morton, eight and a half total here. Morton is a 188 favorite. Um, you know, Porcello, the Red Sox are just kind of cruising now. Like the, their season's over. Um, Porcello has been awful this season. He, you know, he's had some good games every once in a while. I don't really like him in this spot really doesn't dominate either side of the field. He is a fly ball guy, so he benefits going into Tampa here, but I'm going to pass on Porcello. I actually kind of like Charlie Morton at the top as a contrarian play. I, I think that, you know, Devers, Ben Attendee are going to definitely be in, be in there, but I doubt um, I, I doubt we see Mookie um, until maybe this weekend or Monday, Tuesday-ish. Um, 
And I, and I highly doubt we see JD until the same time. If they even come back, like I, honestly, we don't even know if they're going to even play the rest of the season, but um, this lineup could just be really weak um, with, with some strikeout upside here. The bottom of the order are going to be very left-handed heavy. And we know more than 34% K rate on lefties, 25.8% K rate against righties. So he actually has a higher strikeout rate against lefties. So, if they ended up only running like two righties out here and have all those lefties in there, I think Morton has some really solid upside. You know, hate picking on the Red Sox, but I think the upside is there. Now, as far as the bats go from the Red Sox, like Devers and Ben Attendee would be the guys that I would want to target here um, if I'm not playing Morton on a team. But honestly, I'm not doing it a lot. I, I think the Red Sox are, like I said, they're on cruise control now. Um, as far as Tampa goes, I like Meadows. I just I don't really see myself paying fifty five hundred dollars for Austin Meadows here. Uh, I think that he's in a good spot. He obviously has some really strong upside here, but uh, the price tag just seems really high. So if you get him cheaper somewhere else, I don't hate um, playing Meadows if he's cheaper. Um, don't really love Tommy Fam. I will say the thing about Fam is he's much better against ground ball guys or fly ball guys because he's a massive ground ball hitter. Uh, don't mind Choi. Sogard, if he bats leadoff. Um, Wendell, if he bats leadoff. Whoever bats leadoff, whoever's a cheap bat and leadoff hitter here. Uh, we got the Giants and the Braves, nine and a half total here. Uh, Tyler Beattie against Michael Fultonevich. Um, Fulte's a 200 favorite here. I don't like BD at all here. He lost 45% hard contact to lefties, 48% hard contact to righties, high ISO to both sides of the plate, decent strikeout rate against righties, um, but really just struggles with lefties to strike them out to a lot of walks, a lot of base runners here for the Braves. Um, Michael Fultonevich, I like Fulte here. Um, you know, he's another guy, like, if you're, if you're attacking that, like, mid-tier type build, like, if you're using, like, a, a Fulte and a C's or a Fulte and a Sanchez, like, I, I don't hate that build today. Um, you know, I think Fultonevich has some upside. He started the season rough, but he's really looked better recently. If we look at premium reports on Plate IQ, um, just a little glimpse into, like, premium. Like, we, we see that the velocity is kind of the same towards the beginning of the season that it is now, but his poor hit rate is way up. His contact rate is up as well, which is kind of concerning. But he's pitching ahead in counts in a higher clip, which is, I think, very good. So a little bit of concern with the numbers and, you know, the velocity being a little bit down. But, um, you know, the control has been a lot better. And I think if if you're not walking a ton of guys, obviously you're going to have a much better chance. So I don't hate faulty here in tournaments. Um, but I also, I don't hate the Giants. I like when the Giants get outside of, um, you know, San Francisco. I like Yaz. Um, I like Belt, Dickerson, votes The lefties. I want to play the lefties against Fultonevich. He struggles with power lefties. He gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact to lefties. So the lefties are where I would target the Giants here. And um, large field tournament plays only. Um, Braves. I think the Braves are one of the top stacks on the slate. Love this spot for Albies, Freeman, Donaldson, um, Acuna, the, the big-time power guys here. Um, I, like I said, I think Atlanta, one of the top stacks. And um, it'd be really interesting to see what 
you know, type of ownership they get on the slate because we, we've yet to get into some of these chalky teams that we're going to see, I think, um, towards the end on this slate. Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. We got Steven Brault against Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson's a 200 favorite here. Um, Steven Brault, I don't really have a ton of interest here. I think they're going to have enough righties in this Milwaukee lineup that Brault is just so bad against righties. He's good against lefties. Now, this lineup comes out left-handed heavy. I, I think you could take some shots here. But if if it comes out right-handed heavy, he's just – he's really bad. 359 Woba, 193 ISO, 15.5% K rate, 11% walk rate. Hardly generates any soft contact. So, Stephen Brought, not a guy that I want to play if there's a bunch of righties in there. Chase Anderson, obviously we're going to have to wait and see what we're looking at here for a lineup for Pittsburgh. They're dealing with some injuries right now. Um, you know, if Marte and Bell both sit still. Um, so, I'm seeing that Bell is out through this series um, and Marte's out. So, with both of those guys out, I think Chase Anderson very much in play here at 7,400. He could be a guy that ends up being pretty popular. The only issue that I have with Chase Anderson, my biggest issue, the only issue plus the biggest issue is pitch count. He has not thrown more than 65 pitches in three straight games. So that would be my biggest concern with him. I think if you're playing tournaments, you're probably going to end up not playing him here just because of the pitch count. Um, the upside very limited here at 7,400 in my opinion. Does not mean I'm going to go out and play Pittsburgh bats. I do not like Pittsburgh here. Um, if I was going to play anybody, it'd be like Ozuna, just because we know Chase Anderson's reverse splits. So if I was going to play anybody, it'd be him. But, again, I don't love this spot. Um, I actually kind of like the Brewers here. I'm hoping they kind of fly under the radar. They're at home. They still have um, plenty of right-handed bats here, like I was saying when I was talking about Stephen Brawl. The matchup is good. So I actually kind of like these guys and, you know, they're still fighting. Like they're, they're in the midst with the nationals and the Cubs. And I guess the Mets and the diamondbacks um, and the Phillies, like there's still a fight here for this wild card spots. So like, you know, I think this is a really good spot for like a Braun. Austin's interesting. Um, Tyler Austin. And like, I was hoping Tyler Austin would be a little bit cheaper. Maybe he's cheaper on like a Yahoo or something. Um, Hera is really expensive. He's in a great spot, but he's really expensive. Um, Braun probably be my favorite play here. I love the upside for like a Tyler Austin as well. If Hernan Perez is in there, he's cheap. Um, so I like the righties here. I think that you can attack Stephen Brault with these righties, and they should throw quite a bit of righties here. Kansas City at Minnesota. Eric Sogod, Soglin against um, Devin Smeltzer. You can tell when we're getting close to the end of the season, that's for sure. Um, Eric Soglin here. Obviously, his numbers are not great on the season. Um, we haven't seen him much, but what, from what we've seen from him so far, he's been really, really bad. Minnesota, one of the best stacks on the slate, and we'll get to that in just a second. And then Smeltzer on the other side of this game, like, oh, it's going to be Randy Dobnik, um, not Smeltzer. So, uh, got to re 
rethink my thought process here a little bit. Um, Dominic, a righty compared to Smeltzer being a lefty. Dominic, um, 3.54 xFIP in the very small sample size that we've seen so far from him. Through five innings against Cleveland last time out, 74 pitches. He's 5,800. Not a not a terribly terrible spot here. Um, he has a little bit of strikeout rate against righties, and this lineup's going to be pretty right-handed heavy with Mondesi and Gordon probably going to be the only lefties here. Bottom of the order, McBroom, Cuthbert, um, whoever they play catcher and stuff. I, I think that – I think he's worth maybe a, a shot in, in tournaments. Um, I, just, I can't get behind it too much here. Um, I don't want to – I don't want to play a guy that I don't trust fully here, but I think he's worth a shot in tournaments. Um, as far as Kansas City goes, I don't mind Soler, um, Dozier, Mondesi. Those guys are fine. And like I said, the Twins, I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate. Finally got the Nelson Cruz game. We've been waiting for the Nelson Cruz game. Finally got the Nelson Cruz game on Thursday. It was phenomenal. Uh, Cruz. Garver, Garver was extremely cheap on FanDuel on Thursday. I don't have FanDuel pricing up in front of me, but check that. Um, and like he'll be lower owned because people don't like to play catchers, but he's in a great spot. So no, um, even like the cheap Lamar towards the bottom of the order, I think you could wrap this stack around scope. Like there's a bunch of different ways to build the Minnesota stack, and I like every way. I don't expect Soglin to go deep, but this bullpen's not good either. I think it's a really good spot for Minnesota. And we started to see them a little bit warm up, warm up a little bit on Thursday. Hopefully keep it going here. Angels and Astros, nine and a half total. Jaime Barria against Zach Greinke. Greinke's a 345 favorite here. Obviously, he's a big favorite. Um, Jaime Barria, easy fade, 395 Woba, 350 ISO. Average hit distance of 215.8. Massive fly ball guy. Gives up a ton of hard contact. That's all to righties. Um, so this lineup being very right-handed heavy, it's an easy pass for me on Jaime Barria. I think Granky's fine. I think Granky's going to be really popular. I think Granky's safe. Um, he's definitely somebody that I would consider in cash games. I'm not saying I would fade him in tournaments. I'm probably not going to play him, play him in tournaments, but this lineup is terrible. Like the angels, they're dealing with a ton of injuries and this lineup is just at the point where they know they're not going to make the playoffs you're really worried about Calhoun and potentially Pulhos, but this lineup is really, really bad. Granky should absolutely cruise here. Um, if you want to play Granky, uh, again, I'm not going to talk you off of it. I do think he's one of the safest pitchers on the slate. If you don't want to go up to like a DeGrom, if you want to play like a Granky C's team or a Granky Sanchez team, um, I'm definitely all aboard playing some Granky today. Zero interest in the Angels. None, 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 none. Not going to do that. I think Houston's going to be pretty popular today. They have a really high implied total. Um, I think they're a top stack on this slate for sure. There's, they're expensive. You're not, you know, you're not getting them at any kind of discounts here. Alvarez, Springer, Bregman, Altuve, Tucker. They're all over 5K here. So you're not, like I said, you're not getting a discount on these guys. You know, even like Correa and Gary L, they're all over 4,800. Like, you're paying up for this stack. So, that's when you get into those really cheap pitchers. So, I just don't know if I'll end up doing that a lot. Um, maybe play them more as like 
one or two mans here. Next up, we have Texas at Oakland. Eight and a half total Mike Miner against Mike Fires. Fires is a 167 favorite here. Well, Oakland in general. Um, Mike Miner, expensive on the slate. He's 10-1. I think that's a lot to ask for a guy that's facing a team that does not strike out at a very high clip against left-handed pitching. Just faced this team last time out, and they got to him pretty good here. Five innings, seven earned runs, um, five strikeouts, three walks, 0.1 fantasy points. He's only gone over 20 fantasy points three of his last 10 games. I just don't really, like I said, don't see the ceiling, don't see the upside. Going to pass on Mike Miner. Mike Fires on the other side of this game. Not going to pitch deep here. He's going to open this game up. Um, and then we're going to see Jesus Lazardo. We don't really know how far Lazardo is going to pitch. The thing that I saw earlier was around three to four innings. So um, just for me, not enough work for 9,400. I like left-handed pitching against Texas, but um, not going to pay this price tag here. As far as the Texas bats go, this game being in Oakland, a lefty coming in. I like them against Fires. I don't like them against Lazardo. So if he's going to work three, potentially four innings here, and Fires only going to see one or two innings here, um, it's going to be a pass spot for me on the Texas bats today. I, I, if I was going to play them, I'd stack them, you know, three mans on the back end of a five man. But I don't think I'd pick one offs here. As far as Oakland, I think they're an interesting stack. They got they crushed Miner a week ago. Um, you know, Chapman, Simeon, Kana, Lorano. <laughs> you can tell it's a long night. Um, Chris Davis, you know, Pender. All these guys really in play. Um, and, and you look at it, and, like, Simeon's priced up a little bit. Nick Hungley's priced up. Um, but the rest of these guys are really affordable. Um, you know, Loriano, 4,100. Kana 4K, Chapman 3,800, Sean Murphy 3,600, Chris Davis 3,300. I could see Oakland getting a lot of traction today just because of pricing. You know, they're they're one of the top vomit stacks on the slate. Um, Shout out to you, Blender. Arizona at San Diego. We got Merrill Kelly against Eric Lauer. Eight total. Lauer's a 122 favorite. This is one of those, like, what do you do, Stevie? You know, everybody knows I don't like Merrill Kelly. I think that, obviously, there's a lot of signs for massive regression for Merrill Kelly. But you look at this lineup, and it's it's really bad. Um, he put up 35 fantasy points against this team two weeks ago. I think there's upside here with Merrill Kelly. I'm not a Merrill Kelly person. Uh, again, I, I'm, but I don't want to be biased either. You look at this lineup. And this lineup is really, really bad. You know, outside of Manny Machado, this lineup is really, really bad. So I think Merrill Kelly is in play here today. Again, 35 fantasy points, put up 27 last time out against Cincinnati. He's 8,700. He would be in that mid-tier, double mid-tier build. But um, I'm not ruling out Merrill Kelly today. And that pains me to say. Uh, As far as Eric Lauer goes on the other side of this game, you know, obviously I don't love this spot for him. I do think he gets a little bit of an upgrade if Marte ends up not playing here. But I think that there's still too many righties in this lineup. Flores, Escobar, Jones, Vargas, Walker, that even Kelly, I think that you can stay away. 
Uh, as far as Arizona bats go, kind of the guys that I just said, um, maybe Kevin Crone gets a start here. He's interesting. Walker's interesting. Flores is 3,900. I like him. Uh, if Vargas bats leadoff, if Marte sits and Vargas bats leadoff, I don't hate him. He's been good against lefties. Kelly at catcher, 3,500. I don't mind him. Um, probably don't full stack Arizona here in San Diego, uh, but I don't mind playing a couple pieces here from San, or from Arizona. I don't like anything on San Diego. Um, I, I hate – I'm not a Merrill Kelly person, and, like, this is probably the spot he gets blown up because I like him more than I like the bats, um, which never seems to thrill anybody. But it always seems to be, like, one of those things where, like, you know, you've hated the spot for so long and now you don't hate it. But anyway – uh, last game on the slate, Colorado at L.A. taking on the Dodgers. Peter Lambert against Clayton Kershaw. Um, obviously, I think Kershaw is one of the best pitchers. Or Peter Lambert, fade. Um, easy fade. Like 420 Woba, 263 ISO to lefties. 379 Woba, 236 ISO to righties. 13.3% strikeout rate on the season. Allows a ton of hard contact. Um, easy stay away spot for me on Lambert. And then as far as Kershaw goes, talked about it on his last time out. I worry about how deep they'll let him go here, but you know, it's a solid matchup uh, against Colorado when they get outside of cores, they're not as good against left-handed pitching as they are against right-handed pitching. So I don't hate Clayton Kershaw here. I just, I like DeGrom more. I like Beaver more. I end up playing those guys more. Um, so I don't hate Kershaw here, but I like those other guys more. I'm not playing Colorado bats here. Like you can always make an argument for playing Nolan Arenado, Ian Desmond against lefties. But um, Kershaw is not your typical left-handed pitcher either. And then as far as the Dodgers go, they're my, they're my favorite stack on the slate. Uh, I've talked about a lot of stacks on the slate that I like. But um, shocking, right? Like, I love the Dodgers. But I uh, love the Dodgers here. They're priced up. Like, Bellinger's priced up. Outside of Bellinger, though, the rest of this team is actually pretty affordable. Um, so it's not going to be hard to build a Dodgers stack, even with Bellinger in your stack especially if Justin Turner misses another game here with the ankle injury because he's like 4,500 and, you know, Muncie's 4,500, Seager's 43, Peterson's 42. Um, there's a lot of ways you can stack this team. Absolutely love the Dodgers here. And um, hopefully they absolutely crush Peter Lambert. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Let's see who we got down here. Um, Man, yep, it is one of those days. Um, honestly, I don't like any of these guys to get over six strikeouts, but um, man, it is bad. Um, like I think Drew Smiley would be the option to get. Like, in he's he's in a terrible spot. Yeah, I guess I'll go with Smiley just because he can get the strikeouts. Like, a lot of these guys are just not strikeout pitchers. You know, I guess – you know what? Give me – give me – give me Felix Hernandez instead. Um, Let's see here. Over 8K to score under 15. I think there's a lot of fades here, but um, I'm going to go with Lazardo, just not pitching too deep into the game. Um, my expensive home run today, 
you know what? Give me Bellinger. Uh, I like the Dodgers a lot here. Bellinger is starting to warm up again. And um, great spot to keep it rolling here in this matchup. Uh, under K to get under 4K to get two hits. Give me uh, Framil Reyes. I talked about liking him a lot. And um, stack to score six or more runs. Give me the Dodgers. Really, really like the Dodgers today. Uh, I'm going to finish my week on liking the Dodgers. It's going to wrap it up here. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome weekend. Again, week three podcast, Morning Grind. Grant and I broke down the entire slate. You can check that out on the podcast feed, on the Morning Grind podcast feed on iTunes or the podcast page here on Roto Grinders and on YouTube. If you want to watch uh, the videos up as well, you can watch the show. But uh, we're really just talking, not really paying attention to the camera. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then.